Welcome to the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. In each episode, we will highlight an essential oil or herb that may be used to optimize your health. Flip on your diffuser and bask in the beauty of aromatherapy and naturopathy. Hello everybody, this is Gregory. And welcome back to another episode of the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. I hope you're doing well today. Today we're going to talk about citronella. Citronella. Now a lot of people think citronella is similar to lemongrass, but they're not the same. And then some people think citronella is a citrus kind of fruit, and it's not. It's a trick. So let's get to it. Let's start talking about citronella oil. First of all, there's there's a couple types of varieties of citronella. There's the Ceylon which is the island off of India, now known as Sri Lanka. And then there's the Java variety. Java is the main island of Indonesia for you geography nerds. And it's made typically from steam distillation of the fresh leaves. As I mentioned, citronella is sometimes mistaken for lemongrass. I've had lemongrass tea. I do not like lemon. And, and like, I love teas. I drink a wide variety of them. But, oh, lemongrass tea, ugh. I don't, I've never had citronella tea, to be honest, but citronella uh, probably couldn't be worse than lemongrass at all. So let's get to some of the history here. Exuding a rich, fresh, uplifting scent similar to that of lemon, this fragrant grass has earned the name citronella from the French word meaning lemon balm. Look at that little trivia knowledge there. Citronella is commonly mistaken for lemongrass as they share similar appearance, growth, and processing method. However, the two plants are considered to be cousins as they simply belong to the same plant family, the Simbapogan family. It's probably pronounced Simpogamon, which is commonly referred to simply as lemongrass. The easiest way to tell them apart is to remember that lemongrass has off-white pseudostems, while those of the citronella plant are reddish in color. Important to know for you. Botanists, I suppose. For centuries, citronella oil has been a natural medicinal remedy and a food ingredient in China, Sri Lanka, and Indonesia. It is traditionally used as a flavoring agent in culinary applications, a soothing agent for pain, infections, rashes, and inflammation, a non-toxic insect repellent, a natural and fragrant household cleaner, and an ingredient used in many homemade candles, cosmetics, soaps, detergents, and so forth. And you know, I wrote that in there. This is kind of like a, like an aperitif, an opening, so you can kind of know what the, the eventual indications are going to be. I will tell you, I do have a citronella candle. I think a lot of people actually probably do have citronella candles. And most people, I think, know citronella simply from it being an insect repellent. All right, so let's, let's, just, let's just hit it. Let's just hit it. Let's hit it, and then we're going to quit it, and then we're going to get out. So let's talk about the first benefit of citronella is that it's an, it is an insect repellent. There was a 2011 review of 11 studies that looked at the effectiveness of various citronella preparations in preventing mosquito bites. It concluded that using citronella oil together with vanillin, which is found in vanilla, provided mosquito protection for up to three hours. The study also found that DEET provided protection for a much longer period of time than just citronella oil on its own. That's interesting, but DEET is pretty strong, and I probably would not recommend DEET. A 2015 study compared the ability of DEET, citronella oil, and fennel to repel mosquitoes. We do have an episode on fennel. 
Researchers found that DEET had a protection rating of over 90% over six hours. Citronella and fennel had protections of 57 and 47% respectively after two hours. Another study assessed the effectiveness of several mosquito repellents and concluded that citronella candles were of little use as a mosquito repellent. Interesting. So for citronella to really work, it needs to be reapplied uh, often to be an effective mosquito repellent. And the problem with DEET is it can have a panoply of side effects, including rashes, numb, burning lips, dizziness, problems concentrating, headaches, and other things like that. So look, even though the study does show that DEET is more effective than fennel and citronella, at least fennel and citronella are not toxic, so just reapply them. Let's go to the next one. It's a great antifungal agent. Several studies have found that citronella oil has certain antifungal properties that may help weaken or destroy certain types of fungi that can cause health problems. A 2013 study evaluated the antifungal activity of citronella oil against a strain of fungus known as Aspergillus niger. This common fungus is thought to cause lung and sinus infections in people with weakened immune systems. The study found that citronella oil had the ability to destroy the cell wall of the fungus and kill the organisms within the cell that can cause infection. This led the researchers to suggest that citronella may have the potential to be used as a safe and environmentally friendly fungicide. An earlier study looked at the antibacterial and antifungal quality of 10 essential oils and found that citronella was effective against all 12 fungi that were tested. The same study found that citronella oil managed to inhibit 15 of 22 bacteria, while eucalyptus, lemongrass, peppermint, and orange oils were effective against all 22 bacterial strains. All right, so it did okay. Did okay. A publication from 2016 looked at the effectiveness of citronella and cinnamon oil in fighting Candida albicans, a fungus that can cause infections in the mouth and causes thrush, a bad looking tongue in the mouth, and it can cause yeast infections. Both essential oils initially reduced the number of viable microorganisms. So we know like cinnamon is a great antimicrobial agent in general. That's why you need to be sprinkling cinnamon in all your food. So look. Citronella is a great antifungal. Just keep reapplying it if you have a fungus somewhere, like on your, your athlete's foot, for example. Let's keep going. Wound healing. Based on recent research, citronella oil may have the potential to speed up the healing of wounds. This is very important for diabetics as their wounds tend to heal more slowly. If you know anybody who has a, who's diabetic who has a wound on their foot, lots of times it never heals, and then they have to get it amputated. And one of the reasons is like there's like nerve neuropathy issues, but also diabetics have a lot of sugar in their blood, right? Because the, the insulin isn't working. And so with the bacteria that's crawling on our skin, when you have a wound, especially far away in your extremities, uh, the bacteria just jumps in there and starts multiplying because it's eat, essentially eating the sugar that's in your blood, and therefore it's hard to, to, to clod off that wound. And that, that's one of the reasons that, that diabetics have some issues. Another indication is possible weight loss. A 2015 study in rats assessed the effect of inhaling citronella oil and some of its components on weight. Researchers found that inhaling the components of citronella decreased feeding, lowered cholesterol, and slowed weight gain. Now, I mean, that's in rats, so we have to do more studies to see if that's effective with humans. What else can citronella do? Citronella is such a nice word just to say. Citronella it just sounds really, really pretty. All right, so it can help with some respiratory issues. Uh, it can offer discomfort, relief of discomfort from 
congestion, infection, and irritation of the throat and sinuses, shortness of breath, and mucus production. Typically for those, just diffuse a blend of two drops of citronella, lavender, and peppermint, and that should help increase the the assistance in getting rid of the aforementioned, and it also helps, you know, on a on a side corollary with anxiety and stress because of the lavender. Another thing that people typically use citronella for, and I've already mentioned this, is is household stuff. So citronella is a great agent to spray and clean and deodorize and freshen the house with. I like to typically, and I've mentioned this in past episodes, but just in case you're new to this podcast, I clean with vinegar. I do about, I get a spray bottle, I put 60% white vinegar. I put in some soap and I put in maybe 20% water and then the rest are drops. And it depends what I want the house to smell like or what I want to clean with. If I want to go hardcore cleaning, I typically will do tea tree. Uh, but then I like to mix in some of the citrusy ones, but it really depends. But yeah, I typically, I, I probably have not sprayed 409 or Fabuloso or any of those cleaners in years, <laughs> in years. But anyway, so you can use citronella and uh, just put in, you know, I, it depends how, how much you want to use, but you could put five, 10 drops, depending on how big the bottle is, and then mix it up with other things and just spray around and clean the house. Then thing you can do is citronella, as I mentioned, is, is commonly used for cosmetics and topical applications. So people like to put it in their deodorant. We've talked about how making deodorant is so easy, guys. It's so easy. You just get some baking soda, some coconut oil. You can get some arrowroot arrow powder, arrowroot. I tried to say that's hard to say 10 times. Powder. And then mix up whatever drops that you want. And it depends really on the kind of odor you want. Women, I probably don't recommend you do sandalwood and cedarwood because those are more masculine. But, you know, you can put in a rose or whatever you want. And then uh, then, then make your own deodorant. You know, it's it's really not hard. I'd probably refrigerate to get it a little cold. That way you can rub it on better, depending on where you're at. Because if you're, if you live in warm climates, your house is warm, it's always going to be kind of uh, liquidy, the coconut oil. And therefore, you know, it's just going to slide off. But it's really up to you. Some people like to use it for a face wash or a body wash, and it's really not hard to make these as well. You know, coconut oil is probably the best way to to make it, but that can help with eczema and dermatitis and fungal infections on the skin and acne. You can mix in a little witch hazel, which is a great astringent, and uh, you can do that for some of the actual spots, like you have a, like an eczema spot or an acne. You can do that. We can also use citronella for shampoos. They can help eliminate excess oil and dandruff and fungus infections of of, of the hair, and uh, you know you can use coconut oil for that, or you can use sweet almond carrier oil. It really depends what you want to do. Then shampoo that up, and we've mentioned how you can put it in candles. So people like to use it outside to keep the mosquitoes away. Okay, so let's finish up. Let's do a quick review and then talk about the contraindications because I try to keep these episodes pretty short. So to review, it's great as an insect repellent. You just have to reapply it every two, three hours. You can use it for cosmetics. You can use it to clean the house. It's good for respiratory issues. It's good for skin infections, especially fungal infections. But in general, it's a pretty good antimicrobial. Um, It also is pretty good at calming the mood and give you kind of uh, clear thoughts it, in mental clarity. I probably wouldn't put it up there with the real good ones that are used for that, but just in case you have it around. And, he, and, and here's the thing, and then it's good for arthritis and, and the respiratory stuff, but 
Here's what I would say. Citronella is a pretty cheap oil. It's about $20 if you look at doTERRA or Young Living. So it's not one of those expensive ones. And it's just a question of whether or not you like the uh, the smell. And if you like the smell, then use it. If you like the smell, put it in homemade deodorants or shampoos. If you're not really into making your own stuff, then clean with it or buy some citronella candles. Just remember, guys, go to the Holistic Health News episode, my my flagship podcast, and we have two episodes on the dangers of scented candles. And just remember on those, you have to get soy or beeswax-based oils. or I'm sorry, candles. Don't get the regular conventional candles, which are made from paraffin, because they have two toxic ingredients, toluene and benzene, which are class two carcinogens. So typically when you find citronella candles, they're going to be you know, the more holistic ones, but you need to look on the bottom, make sure that they're soy or beeswax because it's none of your beeswax. What candle you use at your house. In terms of contraindications, it's going to be the typical ones. If you're pregnant, if you're nursing, uh, just be careful. There are people that can get anaphylactic shock from using citronella. But again, if you, if you have a history of having anaphylaxis, then you probably you would be a little more tuned to that. But in general, um, just apply it to a small area of your body to test it out. Of course, we recommend using a, a carrier oil. And then try it out, guys. Try it out. Try out this oil. Let me know what you think. You can find me. By the way, if anyone, because people have been asking, okay, so my my Instagram and, fa- and I'm sorry, my Instagram and Twitter are off. I don't have Instagram and Twitter. But you can find me on Facebook group. The Facebook group is called Holistic Health News. And that's the main one. You can reach me there or you can contact me. I'm Albert Gregory on Facebook. And you can reach me there. All right, guys, last thing is the the website is naturopathicearth.com. You can reach me there as well. There's tons of essential oil and regular food recipes and a lot of articles about holistic health, natural remedies, and stuff that probably be up your alley if you're listening to this type of podcast. Go check it out. If you really appreciate the content that I give you, there's a lot of ways you can support me that really cost nothing to you. So the ones that don't cost anything to you would be going to naturopathicearth.com, and you'll see there's ads. Click on the ads. You don't have to buy them. Just click on the ads and let the ads run and leave it on your screen for like a minute or so. The other way is if you go to the food recipe articles, you'll see Amazon links. Click on the Amazon links to go to Amazon. And then from there, anything that you buy on Amazon, it doesn't have to be what it's linked to, but anything that you buy within 24 hours, I get a 2% commission at no expense to you. So it doesn't hurt you to go through my links from naturopathicearth.com. So please do that. If you're willing to spend some money, I have a PayPal me link on the episode notes. Just click there and I'll say how much you want to donate. You donate five bucks. It's great. You can do a monthly thing or whatever. The other thing you can do is buy my two books, Confessions of an Obese Child, and then the new one coming out in probably December 2019 is Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior, where I talk about how I lost over 100 pounds and how I've kept it off for 28 years and some of the biohacks that I've used to do it. So the, the Amazon links should be there. Uh, Confessions is $2.99 and free if you have Amazon Kindle. So it's cheap. And the other book probably won't be that much more expensive. So you can support me that way. You can also support by doing some clarity coaching. So if you want to talk about aromatherapy, weight loss tips, clean eating toxins, all these things, click on the clarity link and we can talk on the phone for only a buck fifty a minute and you can we can talk. You can do it that way. And uh, those are the, the main ways you can support. And then lastly, we have three podcasts in the Naturopathic Earth family since you're a naturopathic earthling. We have, of course, this podcast. Go back to the earlier episodes if you're new. We have about 36, 37. Um, if, you do the, if you listen to the first... F- maybe seven, you'll hear the the original host, Kate McCall, talk about the first four oils, and then we do a couple of call-in, answer questions from listener shows. 
and then I've done the last 20 something. Holistic Health News is our, our flagship. We talk about everything from there. We talk about medical malfeasance, cover-ups, big pharma cover-ups. We talk about natural remedies, addictions, intersexual dynamics, just medical topics that you typically don't hear in the mainstream news. There's about two, over 230 episodes there. And then we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which is really good if you grew up in interfamilial trauma and addictions. Your parents were addicts and you had a lot of bullying and trauma and in particular disordered eating. And we talk about topics that are more specific to growing up overweight or just being overweight and as an adult. And I interview formerly overweight people or currently overweight people. And we talk about issues and we go kind of hardcore and we talk, um, very to the heart and we don't pull punches and we talk about obesity. So go check those out. Appreciate you listening to the podcast. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com for innumerable essential oil recipes our Facebook page at Holistic Health News, and our Twitter and Instagram feeds at Holistic News Now. Spread the word about the benefits of aromatherapy, herbalism, and naturopathy. And remember our motto at Naturopathic Earth, let food be thine medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time.